At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is September 25th, 2021 here, and it is Point Spread Saturday. Coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino, I'm Femi Abebefe, alongside my guy, Amal Shah. He's back. You, you had a bye week last week, but we're great to have you here in week number four. Welcome back, baby. Thanks, man. I got a better schedule maker than most people in college football. <laughs> I was going to say, we had to get him some rest. He's coming off of the bye, so expect an impressive performance here this morning. We've got a lot to get to. Obviously, a lot of games here on the week four slate. Of course, our picks coming up at the top of next hour, so you want to make sure to stick around for that. But first, let's recap what happened last night. We had four games last night in college football. The one that jumped out to me, and I was watching this right before I went to sleep, is Liberty versus Syracuse. The Orange get the win outright as six-and-a-half-point underdogs. They beat Liberty 24-21. to The game goes under the total of 54. First loss for Liberty. I think it's safe for me to kind of tear up my Malik Willis 200-to-1 Heisman ticket. Uh, he's not a Power 5 quarterback, so it probably had no shot to begin with. But he had a lot of hype going in. But now that he has a loss to Syracuse of all teams, uh, I think that one's pretty safe and dead. Yeah, I would think so. My first question would have been, why were you taking a non-Power 5 quarterback to win the Heisman? But we can get into that another time. He's supposed to be a first-round pick. I thought maybe, you know, Listen, they have some, some momentum. I'm going to let you in on a little something. Too bad Mike Godfrey's not doing any more games. Otherwise, you would have heard there's 312 guys guys going in the first round of the NFL draft by the end of the year. I mean, every guy during every game, somebody's got a first round pick. Somehow there's more than 32 players going in the first round. If you do the math on it, that's but, fair. But in terms of this matchup, there was an interesting decision by Hugh freeze. He decided to elect to kick a field, excuse me, to forego a field goal. Uh, I don't remember how much time was there. Probably about five, yeah, six that, minutes. That fourth and goal. Yeah. yeah. And fourth and goal from the three. I, I don't understand that. I mean, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to cover the numbers that the goal. And it sure seemed like it for this team. Instead, they decided to go for it. They don't make it. Syracuse ends up getting the ball off their goal line and they get a critical turnover from Malik Willis, kick the game winning field goal and they win this one as time expires. Give them a lot of credit. Their defense played extremely well. And then over in Fresno, the Fresno State Bulldogs, the number 22 ranked Fresno State Bulldogs had a little bit of a scare there for a second against UNLV. Fresno State was a 30-point favorite with a total sitting at 59. They only defeat the Running Rebels 38-30, to so the Bulldogs fail to cover that 30-point spread. Game goes over the total of 59. Fresno State, though, does improve to 4-1 and on the season. Jay Kane, our former Husky quarterback, uh, I'm a Washington Husky fan, so it's great to see him actually being productive, unlike the current Husky quarterback. 
quarterback. He was 30 for 42, 378 yards and five TDs. UNLV now at 0-4. But we were talking before the show even started that you weren't really too pleased with Fresno State's game management, especially there in the first half. Yeah, end of the first half, it's uh, 14-9. You go for two, don't make it. They do that again twice in the uh, second half. Femi, there was no reason to do that. Did you just take the point, get to 14-10? The next time they scored, it would have been at 17. Instead, they ended up losing three points. That became critical at the end of the game because, remember, they added a field goal to make it 38-30. But you allowed UNLV to be within one score because a touchdown and a two-point conversion still would have tied it. If you had converted any one of those extra points instead of going for two every time, obviously, Kalen DeBoer, not a graduate of MIT. Otherwise, he would have <laughs> understand the, understood the basics of math. I mean, just so stupid. It's You know what? It's amazing to me. You see this every Every week, week after week after week, you have all these head coaches. Okay, I get it. They know the X's and O's and this and that, but they don't understand the basics of mathematics. I mean, we saw it in the Stanford game in week number one, David Shaw not going for two down 24 to six with about three minutes to go. If you're not playing to win, I I don't get what your objective is. You see last night, uh, Bronco Mendenhall's team trying to throw the ball all over the yard down by, I think, what, 17 or 20 with a couple of seconds to go. I'm like, you're out of it. You're getting guys hurt because they had a couple of critical injuries in the fourth quarter. I mean, this thing was over. Take a knee and get the hell out of here. And DeBoer last night allowing UNLV to hang around in a game where it probably should have been over if they just choose to take the extra point. They go up by nine. would have been done yeah it's one of the things you have to keep in mind when making these wagers whether it be coaching or officiating which we'll get to here in just a bit that uh you never know what to expect so sports betting and or gambling always some sort of inherent risk when you're dealing with some outside factors indeed in the acc wake forest took on virginia virginia was a three and a half point favorite well it was the demon deacons that won that one 37 to 17 as an outright dog game goes way under the total of 70 and a half wake forest now four and oh and two and oh in acc play Kind of a surprising team, this Demon Deacons club. Yeah, they did have, uh, you know, and when you look at this team, I think they had, what, 18 or 19 starters back. Hartman's a terrific quarterback. Roberson, a receiver, all ACC. This team is extremely balanced. They're very good defensively. You know what? They're like the service academies. They're like in Alabama. They don't make mistakes that'll beat you. Virginia generally pretty good that way. They had a lot of unforced errors from a penalty perspective in this game. But overall, give Wake Forest credit. They didn't punt the ball, I think, until uh, the fourth quarter was the first time in this matchup. So they really did a great Great job on offense. Really couldn't be stopped by the Cavaliers. Virginia has some question marks surrounding this team. We know they've got a good offense with Brennan Armstrong, and they can move the football. But still a lot of concerns from a defensive standpoint when you can't force a punt at home against Wake Forest throughout the game. And then finally, Middle Tennessee Tate was taken on Charlotte, and Charlotte was able to get that win, 42-39. to They were laying two and a half, so they just covered there by the hook. Total 55 and a half. That one goes over as well. But an interesting tweet that I saw here as we were doing a little bit of show prep was from the college football Reddit Twitter account talking about last night's Harvard Brown football game. I'm not sure how many people were betting Ivy League football on a Friday night, but if you were, this one was an absolute doozy. So the total in this game, 65 and a half. Harvard led the game 49 to 10 very late in the game. Brown scores a touchdown as time expires. Keep that in mind. As time expires, Brown, for some reason, unbeknownst to anybody, was able to kick the extra point to make the final score 49-17. Total lands 66. So the game goes over by the hook. And when you look at the, the, the rules board, it says the ball shall be put in play by the team that scored a six-point touchdown. If a touchdown is scored during a down in which time in the fourth, port, fourth period expires, the try shall not be attempted unless the point would affect the outcome of the game. Obviously, that extra point did not affect the outcome of the game. It did, however, affect the outcome of the total. How about that beat there? It's a clerical error from the officiating crew, and if you bet the under, sorry, you're out of luck. Yeah, I'm just a little bit surprised that they would make a mistake like this. Generally speaking, in that situation, you would figure either both teams start walking off the field. I'm surprised to see the officials. I didn't see the play, but having them line up to kick the extra point really comes as much of a surprise. Yeah, that's uh, something that you uh, hope that we don't happen here on this great college football Saturday. Uh, Obviously, mistakes happen, but... um, Maybe we'll, ha- we'll avoid the bad beats here as we get week four underway. And I think the best game in week four, uh, no doubt about it, is at Soldier Field between the Wisconsin Badgers and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Wisconsin laying six and a half. This line was, I believe, opening at three or three and a half. 
Uh, I want to double check that. Yeah, it opened at three. All the money came to sort of the Wisconsin side. The under has come down from 47, now sitting at 45. I don't want you to give a pick or anything like that, but just kind of early thoughts when you look at this game between the Badgers and the Fighting Irish. Well, you know, initially I thought the line was too high, uh, and I thought Notre Dame was getting too many points. But when you look at Notre Dame in terms of their three games, I get the Florida State game. They were fairly dominant for the most part, but there was that running into the uh, kicker penalty that could have, which was actually the punter. Would have changed the dynamic of a personal foul was called. They would have probably won that game comfortably. Remember, against Toledo, Femi, they had to score 18 points in the fourth quarter to come back from behind in that matchup. They barely escaped that game. And then, of course, against Purdue, they do get the cover. You never felt like they were in peril of losing that football game. But the reality is the majority of that game was a seven-point game. Look, Jack Cohen couldn't cut it as starting quarterback at Wisconsin, and now he's your starter at Notre Dame. That's a serious problem. There are certain programs I don't want certain players from, and Wisconsin is probably number one on the board in terms of I don't want a quarterback from their program. And Unless it's Russell Wilson. Yeah, but, you know, let's be real. <laughs> he he played three, yeah, he played three years at <laughs> NC State. He had one year. I mean, outside of that one single season up in Madison, to me, you don't want any of these guys. They're not good quarterbacks. You don't get good quarterbacks at Wisconsin, and Jack Cohen's a perfect example of it. I mean, there's a reason why you're an experienced upperclassman and a guy like Graham Mertz, who's really only played good or well in one game, and that was against uh, Illinois, and then all of a sudden, he's been in witness protection, has not really shown out particularly well. We'll see what they can do, but I think Jim Leonard's defense will really create some problems for this Notre Dame offense. Let's see how well Kyron Williams does running, Kyron Williams does running the football. I, I tell you one thing with Notre Dame, if they lose this game, this doesn't bode well for them. They'll, they'll be out of college football playoff contention because when I look at the Wisconsin Badgers right now, Femi, I think they're probably somewhere in the third to fifth best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, no, I mean, from what I've seen thus far, uh, I totally agree. I thought they could have been a team that would win the West, maybe challenge Ohio State, yeah. but they don't really look like that type of team here. Now, it's early in the season. They can obviously get better, but as of September, they don't really look like they fit the part there. The other ranked matchup that we have here in today's week four college football slate is down in Jerry World between Texas A&M and Arkansas. The Aggies right now five and a half point favorites with a total of 47. It's a Southwest Conference clash down there uh, in Jerry World. It's It feels like there's a lot of momentum towards this Arkansas club. I know Zach Calzada is now the quarterback there at Texas A&M after Haynes King went out there, but this is still an A&M team that has a lot of talent. A lot of people thought of them as a dark horse out of that SEC West potential team to challenge Alabama. Maybe this is a, sh- a, sh- a short price here to get the Aggies on a neutral side field against Arkansas. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there a little bit. I think the Razorbacks are getting a lot of play for that win against Texas. Remains to be seen what the horns are by the end of the season. Overall, though, I think this A&M defense is extremely elite. I think they're right up there among the top five defenses in college football. We'll see what Calzada on this offense could do. I like Spiller at the tailback position. He's going to have to have a big day on the ground if they're going to be effective. Jefferson, you got to really watch him on third down and five or less because of his mobility. He can pick up some first downs with his legs. That's one thing if you're A&M, you're going to really need to be able to contain if you're going to have an opportunity to be able to win this football game. Uh, A&M's won nine in a row in this matchup. And the other thing to keep in mind is that even though it's a low total at 47, these games in Jerry World tend to be a little bit higher scoring. Mm-hmm. It's a fast turf there. And I think the just the indoor climate allows for quarterbacks to be able to throw the ball effectively without any concerns. Uh, 47 number for a college football game is a little bit low. I, I You see that's why it's crept up a little bit since it uh, opened up. So I, I have no play here, but I would lean towards the over. Yeah, these trendy dogs in college football. It's I, I see what people like to get on board, but maybe tread carefully if you like this. Arkansas club there because they've had a lot of momentum covering some spreads here, but maybe this could be a spot where they're unable to meet market expectations against this Texas A&M side. Don't you go away. We're just getting rolling here on point spread Saturday on the other side. Top five teams in action. Which team would you like to lay the chalk with? I'm going to get a mall's confidence meter as we roll along here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Com. It is Point Spread Saturday here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shah here as we break down week four in the college football season. And we'll get to betting splits in just a minute because there's an interesting one in a top five game. But let's look at the top five games just in general right now. We have Alabama as a 45 and a half point favorite against Southern Miss. Georgia laying 35 on the road at Vandy. Oregon is laying 28 and a half at home against Arizona, Oklahoma, Laying 17 at home against West Virginia, then Iowa is a 22-and-a-half-point favorite against Colorado State. So, Amal, I wanted to get your confidence level on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being most confident. Which of these favorites would you be most confident laying the points with? I don't know, Femi, you just screwed me up for every future survey I get by email because usually five is most confident, but I'll, I'll go with yours. <laughs> it's called uh, football, so number one is where you want to be. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> In terms of laying the points here, uh, boy, I would have to probably say Iowa. But I, none of these am I really that confident. You know, I think Georgia's going to absolutely club Vanderbilt. Yeah. They've generally done well against the, the Commodores, but I, I think the Doors are going to struggle to score 14 points in that matchup against the Dogs. Georgia should be able to really score at will. The problem is you could probably get in a first-half line of 21 there. I, I think the Mountaineers have a great chance to cover the 17. I forgot that was on there. I, I didn't even see that. So I would say West Virginia plus the 17. Yeah, that's one that I wanted to bring up in terms of the betting splits because right now 72% of the tickets are on West Virginia at DraftKings, but only 57% of the money on the Mountaineers. They're looking a little trendy there, Amal, as folks like the West Virginia squad against an Oklahoma team that, quite frankly, hasn't looked really impressive. And we thought it was going to be the defense that had the issues, but offensively, they were pretty uh, lackluster against Nebraska last week. They really were. They had a couple of long drives. Also, was it Graham who had that interception against uh, Nebraska where everyone was raving? It was actually one of the dumbest plays you'll ever see in college football. No, no, you're going to be that guy. That was a heck that of a That guy, it's fourth down and 18. I, Femi, what are you talking it was about? A hell of 
the uh, play. Uh, no, it isn't. Not as, listen, the objective is to win the game. It was actually one of the dumbest plays you've ever seen because it was fourth down and 18. Think about this. That affected the second half cover. Oklahoma would have the ball at about their own 30-yard line. They would be able to run their regular offense. Now you're backed up in a 14-point game. They punt the ball. Nebraska goes down and scores. It's a seven, it scores. It's a seven-point game. You're not in that situation if you're out there around their own 30 or 35-yard line. You're just running a regular offense. I want to see a player actually be smart and show that they didn't actually get into Oklahoma because they, they weren't smart enough to get into any other school. <laughs> in fairness to the defensive back there, that's a reflex play there. From, it's easy for us to see. Obviously, what you're saying is correct. You should have just batted the ball down because you want to get the ball at the original line of scrimmage. You don't want to get it 20 yards down the Let field. Me, oh. But a reflex moment there as a defender, you're going for the ball there. And it was a hell of a play. Let me ask you this. If it was Ed Reed or Troy Polamalu back there, you think they don't make the right play? Hey, those guys get paid a lot of money. I, we, OU, I don't know how much they're getting paid at OU. I, they don't pay as much as Texas, but they're still paying enough. Let's, let's be real here. You, you got to make that right play. There. The one thing when I look at West Virginia uh, is – Jared Dogie, he's been in the Big 12. This is not going to be an, you know, a circumstance where you feel like, oh, we're going into 80,000 at Memorial Stadium. They should be fine. I said Letty Brown's got to play well if the Mountaineers are going to knock off Virginia Tech, and he did that. He's going to have to have another big day here. I think if you're West Virginia, you've got to be able to control the ball on the ground. And for Neil Brown, this is the type of game you've got to be able to steal one time or be extremely competitive to kind of build some momentum for this program. The Mountaineers have been kind of toiling in anonymity the last couple of years. They've got to get better. This is a program that is generally, if you look in the 2000s, has done well, especially when uh, Rich Rod was there. Uh, they were elite. I mean, 07, they were number one team that probably should have beaten Pittsburgh and played for a national title, yeah. but you know, they've gone kind of downhill since then. If you look at the last eight games, Oklahoma's won by a margin of 47 to 30. But I, I don't know if the Sooners team right now is that elite. Alex Grinch, I, look, I, I'm one of the few people that thinks Alex Grinch is one of the most overrated defensive coordinators in college football. Everybody talks about that. But you know what I find that most people in college football reporting do? As soon as one person says it, they just jump on the bandwagon. Nobody's yeah. actually willing to call out the people like Alex Grinch. And the reality is, if you look at Adrian Martinez, if he had kind of maybe chosen a couple of different rushing lanes, they would have had some bigger plays. They've had some opportunities. He missed some guys. Um, Oklahoma's defense was not stellar by any stretch. And I've said Spencer Rattler the whole time is a bit overrated. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that has not had this offense flourishing. When you look at what Oklahoma's been able to do under Lincoln Riley, this offense has generally taken off. They haven't done it thus far. Yeah, Spencer Rattler, I think I drank the Kool-Aid entering this season. I have a Heisman ticket on him, and now he still has a chance to win the Heisman because they have a lot of big games coming up here. They could also uh, have an offense that can put up quite a bit of points if they can get it together. But this OU team at 10-1 to 1 to win the national title, uh, it, it doesn't seem like a team that really has it. Just from the eye test standpoint, now it's early, like we keep saying, it's only week four, it's late September. These teams tend to get better all throughout the season, but OU – I don't think they can compete with at least Bama and Georgia, and that's what you're going to have to do if you want to ultimately win a national title. Yeah, I slightly disagree with you there in this sense. I think Rattler's capable of playing a great game. My problem is the consistency over 12 and yeah. 13 games, including the Big 12 title game, and then, of course, two in the playoffs. But I think they're still good enough from a talent standpoint, with whether it's running the football or in terms of just throwing the ball around the yard. They've got a great receiving core. They've, we know they've got a good stable of backs. If they can just put one or two games together, I think they have a chance. And in terms of the league, the one thing that could potentially hurt them is if Texas were to drop another game before the Red River, and also if Iowa State falls off, then you're looking at a scenario where it feels like Oklahoma would have to run the table. It would be hard for them to drop a game and get in. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I still don't think the Sooners at that price. You mentioned 10 to 1. Yeah. I, I think they're very much alive in terms of college football playoff. I don't think, I mean, winning at all. I don't think any team is overwhelmingly dominant this year. You know, that win that Alabama had against Miami, by the way, you got to give Nick Saban. Everyone talks about his coaching, this, that, and the other. How about the scheduling? Who, who's the AD down there? I think Byrne, uh, he used to be at uh, Arizona or Arizona State, does a tremendous job. They find these overrated programs with big names that can't play. I mean, let's be real here. Manny Man Diaz. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Manny Diaz is NFL down in Coral Gables. It's not going to be long before he's replaced. That's going to be an under 500 team. And, you know, that win, the luster keeps go coming off of it week by week. Yeah, we got to get Nick Saban on here. Maybe he can get some good picks there with all the fortune telling he can do with these teams on the decline, always <laughs> conveniently playing them week one in these marquee spots there. But a couple of the other top five teams I wanted to touch on, Oregon laying 28 and a half against Arizona, Iowa a 22 and a half point favorite. But I wanted to talk about their national title odds because I look at Oregon at 20 to one, Iowa at 50 to one. Now, obviously the Hawkeyes would have to go through an Ohio State ultimately in the Big Ten title game. 
But wow, I appreciate you putting them there. I don't, I don't see it, but I appreciate it. But it could be Penn State. Absolutely, right now, those are two teams that just on paper have more talent than the Hawkeyes do, especially when you look at the recruiting over the last hundred years, essentially with those schools there. But do either of those teams, in your mind, have the upside? You mentioned Oklahoma. You think has the upside because Rattler inconsistent, but his great game can play at that level. Do either of those teams have that kind of upside to compete with an Alabama or Georgia, even though they kind of look a little shaky after what we saw last week? They do everywhere. What you need to beat Alabama is you need a quarterback who's going to play on Sundays. And Petrus and Anthony Brown are not two guys that are going to be NFL quarterbacks. And I think that's the problem. And it's the same issue with Penn State. When you look at it, uh, Sean Clifford, to me, is another guy that's kind of a deterrent for that team. I don't mind Kane at the tailback position. I love Jahan Dotson. I think he's outstanding. But overall, when you look at Iowa, their defense, special teams, Goodson in the tailback position, they're good. Uh, We know they're going to be great in the trenches. That's the big question mark. Do they have the quarterback play? I do think this year is pretty wide open. I think Clemson's going to be in a struggle to get to the college football playoff. I think Georgia's got a great chance. But again, I'm not necessarily overwhelmed by them. They've got some injuries they're dealing with. Gilbert's still out at the tight end position. Pickens out at the uh, wide receiver position. So, I think if any team's looking to make a push, this is a great year for somebody somebody outside of those usual suspects. Yeah, Iowa right now is six to one to make the playoffs over at DraftKings. I don't really, I wouldn't play that necessarily. I feel like that's more just wait for them to get to the Big Ten title game and just play them on the money line if you really like the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I would agree with you. I tell you the good bet that I see here right now is Penn State at five to one to make the college football playoff. I think they're the best team right now in the Big Ten as we sit on September twenty fifth. And if you look at the Big Ten East compared to the Big Ten West, if it's Penn State matching up against Iowa or against Wisconsin, I like their chances. If you're getting plus $5 here with the way the Buckeyes defense has played, you're going to get a great price where you can just take Ohio State on the money line. If Penn State wins that football game, uh, they're going to probably get into the Big Ten championship. It's unlikely that they lose two more games in conference play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, to me, 5-1 to one is a good bet on the Buckeyes. And if you win the Big Ten with the Pac-12 issues, with the issues in the ACC, I think you got a great shot to cash that. What about your Buckeyes there? I know you said that you're not really too big of a fan. Now they're plus money to make it to the playoffs, and that's a better price than what you could have got them to win the Big Ten to start the season, plus 175 to to make the college football playoff. It is. I see Buckeye fans complain about C.J. Stroud. You know, a lot of Buckeye fans tend to be a little bit delusional at times. I think Stroud's fine. That's not the problem. This defense is probably ranked right around number seven in the MAC. I mean, that's how bad they play. They can't stop anybody. They don't realize that actually you're allowed to run outside the hash marks against Oregon and play defense (laughs) to the boundary. Yeah, that was uh, that was a brutal one there. For uh, somehow though, that game went under 64 and a half. I'm still. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how I was able to get that winner, but uh, it went under, and uh, that was a that was a fun one a couple weeks ago. Not for you though, as a Buckeye fan. But there's a couple teams out of the SEC that will likely be in the playoff, or at least we think, in Alabama and Georgia. So we'll break down the SEC on the other side because it just means more, and we're gonna find the meaning of value on the SEC slate here in week number four in college football. It's Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Point Spread Saturday rolls along here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe with the Mall Shah here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we break down week number four in college football. And on the other side of the break, we, t- we tease that we're going to talk SEC because it means more. So let's kick things off with probably the best conference in all of college football here, the oh, Southeastern Conference. Way, way to go out on a limb there, buddy. <laughs> we're saving the hot takes for the second hour, okay? Because I got some picks coming up here at the top of the next hour that, folks, you'll want to make sure to stay tuned for because there might be some smelly dogs that we can uh, we can discuss. I was ready to make the argument for the SEC getting three teams in the playoff this year if A&M <laughs> only loses to Alabama or if Alabama only loses to A&M. I'm sure that's what every college football fan is itching for is three SEC teams in the playoff. Listen, you're all donors and alums of these universities. Increase those handshake amounts. Those NILs, now you can do it legally. You, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny you bring that up because as a Pac-12 fan, 
grew up a Washington Husky fan. So it's, I'm just like, gosh, we, they don't recruit aggressive enough like the SEC. They don't care enough on the West Coast like they do down South. And I think that is a big point as to why the SEC does uh, have so much success because it does mean more to the people down there. They live and die with college football. Not sure if that's healthy, but it pr- provides the results nonetheless here. Actually, bringing up the SEC, Alabama minus 165 favorite to win the conference. Georgia plus 175. AM is 15 to 1, but the game I want to get to involves LSU and Mississippi State. The Tigers 50 to 1. Gone other days of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson from two years ago. Now this LSU team kind of struggling to find its footing here in 2021. And right now they are a two and a half point favorite on the road in Starkville against Mississippi State. The total of 56. This line has come down from three and a half at the opener. Crossed that key number of three. Now it's not the same effect of key number as as is the uh, NFL, but still a key number nonetheless there in football. Uh, What do you make of this game between the Tigers and the Bulldogs? Well, no Stingley in the secondary for LSU, right? You can make the argument he's probably the best cornerback in the country. Uh, You look at that combination back there. uh, They're they're unbelievable in terms of what they're able to do with him and Ricks. But for me, I like Mississippi State here. Will Rogers has been outstanding. I think he's extremely confident in the Mike Leach offense. This LSU team, we saw them struggle in that game against UCLA. They come up short in that one. Uh, they did a nice job, obviously, beating McNeese State. I'm trying to give them some credit here. And then, of course, take care of business against the Chippewas. But... Uh, I, I like the the Bulldogs here in Stark Vegas. Uh, I do, wouldn't want to lay the two on the road with LSU. I'd probably take Mississippi State money line in this matchup. Those cowbells are so annoying, and I, I think this is a good opportunity for Mississippi State. Remember, they had that big win down in Baton Rouge, and then all of a sudden laid flat the rest of the season. But I think this is a good opportunity for them. I think Rodgers should have an effective day. I was going to say, as a better, are you usually looking whenever you see in line, especially in college football, that's less than three, like whether it be two and a half, two, one and one half. Is that just purely a money line bet? Or do you ever take those points getting that plus two and a half in case it goes to overtime? Great question. Uh, you know, it's something that's a factor nowadays, but for me, I don't, I'm going to take the money line every time on that because my goal is not to take the team here, Mississippi state plus two and say, well, let's hope they lose by one. Now that's a possibility of it occurring, but no, for me, it's a situation where I'm taking the team with the expectation of winning. That's the biggest thing. If you look at it in football, 80% of the time, now I know this is more applicable to the NFL, but if you can figure out which team's going to win, you're probably going to be able to cover the number. College is harder to say. Obviously, we know Alabama's going to beat Southern Miss, but do they cover 45 and a half? That's the question mark. Whereas in a game like this, whichever side you think is going to win, it's fairly close to certain that you're going to cover the number if you're going to get the W. Rolling along in the SEC, Tennessee taking on number 11, Florida. The Volunteers are 19-point underdogs with a total of 64 out there in the Swamp. This Gators team obviously had a really good showing against Alabama last week at home. I mean, if they get that two-point conversion, we're tied up late in that football game uh, between the Gators and the Crimson Tide. They're, they're unable to get it. Alabama hangs on to win that one. But now they turn around and take on one of their heated rivalries. It's not the same type of intensity as it was in the 90s there, but still, especially for the Tennessee side, a big rivalry and a big chance to make a statement against an SEC East opponent there. Uh, what do you think about the Vols and the Gators? This could be a little bit of a letdown spot for Florida after emptying the tank last week against Alabama. It is a possibility. I'll give you a quick stat, though, that scares you if you're a Tennessee Volunteer fan. They have not scored 30 points in this series in the last 16 games. I mean, this is a team that's lost 15 out of 16 against the Gators. Now you're going into the swamp. I'd say I like Florida first half here. Probably get a line of minus 10. I, I get your point on that one with Heupel's team. They'll be able to move the ball a little bit more effectively. But they're still a long ways away from being a competitive team, not only in the SEC East, but in the league as a whole. Milton has been okay, but overall, to me, I think Florida is just far superior from a talent standpoint. They should be able to take care of business against the guys from Rocky Top. Uh, This was a game last year they won by 12 points, but again, this is a Florida team with Dan Mullen. I think you should be able to score some points against Tennessee here. Yeah, that Florida offense was really good against Alabama. I know defensively they're still trying to work some things out, but they moved the ball up and down, especially once they had that, they got the bad quarter out of their system yeah. as they got down early there. Right now, 39% of the tickets are on the volunteers, but 56% of the money is backing Tennessee. So it could be an interesting one here with the dog volunteers getting 19 points out there in Gainesville. Moving along the slate, we touched on this game in the first segment, Texas A&M versus Arkansas. That's one of the games of the day, probably the second best game of the day there. And that's been lopsided towards Arkansas in terms of a betting splits standpoint. There was 66% of the tickets, 75% of the money on the Razorbacks. Do the splits really factor into your handicap as a better, or do you just kind of fire what you like? 
You talking about the betting splits? Yeah. I couldn't care less. I, I don't even know. Because here's the first question I would ask you. Where do you get that information? And number two, is it accurate? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's, uh, I, these I, uh, are splits from DraftKings. We get that, and we believe, no, we, we have every reason to believe that this is accurate no, information. No, no, but, no, I understand that the ones from DraftKings, I'm saying in general, though, yes, right? Yeah, like, people always sit there and disseminate this information. I'm like, where are you getting it? Who's who's uh, providing you with this information? And at what number? And yeah, also, but to me, listen, if a guy comes in and bets $50,000 at the win, and he's a, a big casino player, and let's say he's, he's not a particularly strong better, but he just wants action, to me, it's it's irrelevant. To me, bet what you like. I, I'm not concerned about that. I, I think that's the most preposterous thing I hear because it's so skewed. There's so many factors. Let's take a look at the amount of money that comes in on LSU in the state of Louisiana compared to other states in the union. It's going to be a different scenario. So I, I think it's a big, uh, I think it's a bit overblown. Yeah, Kentucky, South Carolina, also another SEC contest there. And I, I, I would say it's interesting to see the betting splits, but it's don't make a decision just solely based on the betting splits for sure. Maybe it's something it's, it's a good talking point for us as content folks, but uh, I wouldn't definitely, I wouldn't say, Hey, everyone's gone this side. I'm on this side. Uh, just as like a blind kind of thing is like a contrarian play. I got to be honest with you. When you mentioned it, I'm looking elsewhere. I'm looking up at the Leicester city. Uh, I'm excuse me, Chelsea. Man city. Chelsea yeah. Man city. Yeah. <laughs> I said Leicester city. I saw the blue mixed together there. I was thinking LC for a second, but uh, I look, it's irrelevant to me. It, it really makes no difference whatsoever. I mean, it, it's irrelevant for me. But anyway, <laughs> we get back onto the SEC yeah. tra- uh, rails here as Kentucky is laying five, a favorite on the road against South Carolina total at 48 and a half there. Uh, two teams out of the SEC East that um, don't get really too much attention. Kentucky tends to always be kind of a tough eight win team, seven win team there with Mark Stoops. But uh, what do you think of this line of uh, five point favorite for the the Wildcats there against the Gamecocks. You know, I don't have much of an opinion on this one. South Carolina is not a team I paid that much attention to with Shane Beamer here at the helm. I know they got worked by Georgia, but that doesn't come as much of a surprise. They had a struggle against East Carolina. Remember, they had a graduate assistant from North Dakota State playing quarterback earlier this year. Kentucky's off to a good start. Mark Stoops has done a solid job here with this team, but again, they beat Missouri, who I'm not necessarily overwhelmed with. Took out uh, Monroe early on in week one. This is a game where I wouldn't want to lay five on the road with Kentucky. Kentucky. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't touch this game, but if you said you had to take this game, I would take the Gamecocks at home at Williams Bryce before I lay it. Yeah, no, Auburn, number 23 ranked Auburn, looking to bounce back after last week's loss to Penn State. They're taking on Georgia State. Uh, that's a one o'clock kickoff run on the SEC network. This Auburn team, just even from a general standpoint, it's we saw last week that everyone talked about the road home road splits with Bo Nix. Uh, it felt like they kind of came back down to earth after a pretty good start, but they hadn't really played anyone up until last week there. What do you, what do you make of this team out of the SEC West? Because they do have some talent. It is Auburn, but it feels like the ceiling is kind of low with Bo Nix at quarterback. You know, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I, I don't know if people thought because his dad, Patrick Nix, was a solid quarterback there that he expected to be a Heisman guy. I don't think that's necessarily his t- style of game. I think his mobility really presents some challenges for the defense. I like them in this game against Georgia State. This is a team that got worked by North Carolina on the road a couple of weeks ago, uh, gave up 59. I think Auburn is a good team. They just lost a tough in a tough environment against Penn State, who's got an elite-level defense with a very solid overall football team. So for me, uh, I look at this match. Up. And I like Auburn here, despite the number being pretty high, Femi. I don't think you're going to get 14 in the first half. If you could, I would take a look at Auburn. Yeah, right now Auburn's laying 27 for the full game with a total of 57. Do you like anything on the total, whether it be uh, – oh. No, I have no opinion on that one. Probably lean towards the over. And I think Auburn's going to score in the 40s in this game. Wow, Auburn in the 40s there because that's a, it's, it's a definitely in a bounce-back spot after losing in that whiteout game. But that, like you mentioned, is a tough spot uh, for any team in the country to go ahead and uh, go out there to Happy Valley when they got the whiteout going and the college game days there. So uh, it's, a, it's a difficult place to play indeed there. But that wraps up our SEC discussion. We'll touch on more of these games in our picks segment, including I have a pick in the Southern Mississippi Alabama game. You want to stick around for that one at the top of the hour. You also want to hear Amal's picks as well at the top of the hour. So hang with us here on Point Spread Saturday. But on the other side, speaking of points, it's time to talk about the Big 12. How's Oklahoma going to do today at home against West Virginia? We'll talk about it here on Point Spread Saturday. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSEN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSEN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at slash subscribe. It is Point Spread Saturday here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shah, week four of the college football season. Week four has brought us to the Big 12. Talked a little SEC last segment. Now let's talk about some Big 12 because we like points here on Point Spread Saturday. That's the name indeed there. And the game I want to start off is one out in Austin, Texas. Texas Tech taking on the Texas Longhorns here. The Longhorns laying nine points at home with a total of 62 this Longhorns team, it feels like they've found their quarterback. Uh, Hudson Card was the guy to start off, and things were going all right until the game against Arkansas where they got the, the breaks beat off of them. But now they're now back with Casey Thompson. Do you think that helps stabilize this Texas Longhorns team and Steve Sarkeesian out there in Austin? I, I don't know. You know, look, they played against Rice. I mean, let, let's be real here. Nobody's going to be expecting a, hard, a great showing in that one. Thompson played extremely well, but look, it helps in my opinion when you have the best player in the Big 12 and B. John Robinson, who was terrific in this game against Rice with 127 yards. We'll see what Thompson does today. Remember last year, these two teams played. It was an extremely high-scoring game. I think it was like 63-56 or somewhere around there. So I expect one to be a fairly high-scoring game between these two teams who generally play higher-scoring games. Femi, I think Texas wins this football game. I don't know if they cover. This is one of those where it's it's a rivalry for Texas Tech. The Red Raiders generally seem to get up for the uh, games against UT. I think the Horns should be able to pull this out being in Austin. Yeah, this is one of those where it feels like it's kind of a one-sided rivalry. Because, I mean, granted, if you're going to Texas Tech, you probably at one point or another wanted to go to Texas. And, and, if, and if you didn't get there, you, you have the chip on your shoulder. Am I lying? 
No, that that is a <laughs> for people that are not from the state of Texas, they don't realize how accurate of a statement that is. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think you'll see a, a spirited effort there from the Red Raiders out in Austin in that game, uh, kicking off at nine o'clock. That'll be our nine o'clock window. We'll run down those games at the end of the show in the next hour as well to get you guys set for to get all those bets in for the early window slate here. But moving along in the afternoon slate. It's not quite Brocktober yet for the Iowa State Cyclones, but Iowa State taking on Baylor, a seven-point favorite on the road in Waco with a total of 46.5. The luster has kind of come off of Iowa State after that loss to Iowa there, but this is still a pretty good team. Uh, I was lower on them entering this season just because I'm not a huge Brock Purdy fan, but this is still a good team. Matt Campbell's still a good coach, but this could be a tricky spot here in Baylor. It really can. I was really high on this uh, Iowa State team coming into the season. Cyclones, as you alluded to, have not really shown well thus far. We saw that struggling against Northern Iowa, losing to Iowa as well. Now they did, uh, to borrow a line from Mike Palm, had a great one regarding Iowa State playing UNLV. They held a public workout uh, here in Las (laughs) Vegas. In this matchup, I didn't want to play this game because I'm not sure what Baylor is. You know, look, this is what Baylor has done for a couple of decades now. They scheduled the Sisters of the Poor, Texas State, Texas Southern, and Kansas. uh, Now, obviously, the Kansas game was a Big 12 game. They're off to a fast start so far. Let's see what they can do against a much stiffer competition here. Iowa State, this is a team that I really thought probably could end the regular season with one loss. Uh, It doesn't appear that's going to be the case, but we'll see. I still like the Cyclones to win this game. I'm not laying seven, though, down in Waco at McLean uh, Stadium. Yeah, Iowa State at DraftKings no longer even mentioned in the the make-the-playoffs odds boards that I'm looking at right now. Uh, And they are a long shot to win the national title at 80-1. to it's it'll take a miracle for them to get there. It feels like now, but I mean, it's it's still a team that has a high upside that I feel like you shouldn't be too quick to write off. And heck, they could beat Oklahoma and Norman. They've done it before in the past. Well, that was exactly the point I was going to make. I'm surprised they're not still available because this is a team. When you look at their last four games against Oklahoma, they've lost by 10 points once, and the other three were by single digits. They're right there. They have some opportunities. Matt Campbell is just one of those coaches that seems to match up well against Oklahoma. So I don't think you can write off the Cyclones. The Problem for me for me is they're going to have to beat Oklahoma twice, yeah. right? They're going to have to win the Big 12 game in Norman and during the regular season, and then potentially assuming Oklahoma gets back, and so does Iowa State to the Big 12 championship game. That's the real challenge there. Unlike North Carolina, who doesn't have to face Clemson twice this year, I think it's an advantage, especially if you beat them the first time in Norman. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the inherent advantage that Oklahoma always gets. Is All right, we can drop the game to Iowa State. Then we'll just see him at Jerry World for the Big Ten, Big 12 title. We'll, we'll avenge that loss, and we'll answer all the questions and get into the playoffs with one loss there. They did the same with Texas, uh, I believe, when Kyler Murray was the quarterback yeah. there for OU, uh, being able to avenge those losses. But moving along in the Big 12, Kansas State, number 25 ranked Wildcats on the road at Oklahoma State, but Kansas State is getting five and a half points. And this is another one that falls in line with my unsophisticated system in college athletics of when you see a ranked opponent on the road as an underdog, take that unranked team as the favorite there with Kansas State. Now, I haven't played it with Oklahoma State here, but... Interesting to see Kansas State getting the points against the Cowboys out there in Stillwater. Yeah, I think, you know, K-State's one of those teams that's really tough. If you bet on them consistently, more power to you. But uh, this is not a team I get involved in too many of their games. Look great against Stanford and then, of course, in that win against Nevada as well. But the quarterback play's been a little bit inconsistent for K-State. That's the one issue, obviously, had the injuries there. Uh, Howard now under center, remember, but... Look, they've been able to run the ball well. Femi, to me, I think this number's a little bit high. Oklahoma State... You know, it's interesting. Mike Gundy obviously used to have that angel, a guardian angel for him and T. Boone Pickens, who's unfortunately no longer with us. But mm-hmm. this Oklahoma State program has now for the last several years just been mediocre. And again, this is a perfect example of a matchup where I wouldn't be surprised at all if K-State goes on the road and wins this football game. I would not lay this with the uh, Cowboys here. I would take the Wildcats getting the points. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think anyone can win this one. But I think five and a half is a pretty good number to take on the Wildcats. So we're not going to get an inspired performance from the Cowboys, according to you, Amal. It is the anniversary of Mike Gundy's I'm a man, I'm 40. I believe that was an anniversary earlier this week for that. So 
nothing to commemorate that. that what is he, what is he about 55 now? Is he no longer a man? I can tell you one thing. He's no longer a good head football coach. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I, I don't understand these schools. They give these coaches contract extensions after they win a couple of meaningless games, and then they keep these guys around you know, forever when you're just mediocre. Look, the objective is to compete. If Oklahoma can have a great program, you don't have a tremendous recruiting base there in the state of Oklahoma. Why can't you go get guys in Texas the way Oklahoma does? I get they have far more tradition. But, hey, go get somebody in there that might inspire. Remember, Jimmy Johnson's the guy that started there. So, yeah. I don't know. I think Oklahoma State should be probably a little bit better than they are. They had a good stretch for a while, but they've kind of fallen off. Yeah, maybe the, he's he's one of their own. So maybe that's why they don't want to run a little reluctant, reluctant rather I should say, to uh, to move on from him there. How's it working out for those boys in Ann Arbor? <laughs> yeah. Well, so far so good this year at least. But we'll see. they haven't really played anyone, and which pains me to say because they played my Washington Huskies, and they unfortunately fall into that category yeah, I, of cream puffs as well. I don't know if I want Dylan Morris quarterbacking my flag football team. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, 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 not even the, I don't know. I just wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> one of the games in the Big 12 that's not really a, a sexy game on paper would be if it was college basketball season, uh, as it's a Big 12 team versus an ACC team. I believe we see this as a Champions Classic uh, type of game once the hoop season comes around. But Kansas traveling to Durham to take on Duke. The Duke Blue Devils, a 16-point favorite. 57 is the total. This Kansas team, I mean, where do you even start with this team? Less miles out there uh, in Lawrence. And uh, this program feels like it's just on a downward spiral out there in the Big 12. And the gap continues to get bigger between them and the rest of the competition. Yeah, they're really in trouble when you look at it um, in terms of this program. I I think when you look at David Cutcliffe's team, they should be able to win this game. Not a great team for Duke this year. But KU, I mean, they just got worked by Baylor at home 45-7. to I expect... um, you know, in terms of this game, I think Duke is going to be able to cover this number. But uh, they're just a program going the wrong way. And Lance Leopold, who came in from Buffalo, I- I'm surprised he took this job. You know, sometimes the best decisions are to not take some of these jobs. But the money is too good to pass up, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you get fired in three years, you're still probably walking away with close to seven, eight, nine million dollars. You got to take it. It's just, just it's a life changing financial opportunity. Yeah, no, that's a. Uh, I totally agree with that point as well. The final game in the Big 12, West Virginia, Oklahoma, that's the primetime game. Uh, we talked about that earlier, but just final thoughts on that one. I know you said that you would lean towards taking the points with the Mountaineers. They're getting 17 out there in Norman, but anything on the total at 56 there? You know, that's a good question, Femi, and I don't know. I don't have a real feel on this one, but I, I do think if the Sooners are going to cover, I think they're going to have to really stymie this West Virginia offense and they probably win this one comfortably. They're going to have to put up some points. I think they're capable of doing it. Uh, you know, I, I would lean towards the over in this matchup. Yeah, and I believe uh, 87% of the tickets. I know you don't really look into that stuff, but 87 or 83 rather percent of the tickets are on over 55 and a half. Only 27% of the money is on the over, but the over is the popular side in this game between the Sooners and the Mountaineers. But I know you're ready to give some picks out, so we're going to do that on the other side of the break them all. You've got some takes. I've got some takes. I hope you guys are ready. Get the pen and paper out because at the top of the hour, we are giving our point spread Saturday week four picks in college football. So you won't want to miss that. Also, we'll continue to break down some of the other Power 5 conference games. And, of course, in the final hour, break down the 9 a.m. slate of games to get you set for kickoff here in week number four in college football. It's Point Spread Saturday rolling along. Hour one is down. Hour two on the other side on VCB and Sports Betting Network. Sports Betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VCB. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.